Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host as always, John Chavin. Now, there's not a lot of bells and whistles going to be in today's show. As you can tell, the setting is vastly different. I'm currently inside of a truck in Denver, Colorado. Actually, Dillon, Colorado. Um, recording uh, <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning. It's 20 degrees outside, uh, which is very, very cold. Not near as cold as it's going to be in Lambeau, however. But I wanted to make sure I got some content out to you just previewing this game. Some of the things that I thought were important going into this game. Now, um, yes, I am in Denver, not Lambeau. This is the week of uh, my annual ski trip that I do with my old coaching buddies from Texas. Uh, this is our 12th year in a row, and I'm not one to uh, miss on tradition. I wish I was in Lambeau. But these guys actually pushed this trip back a week so that we could throw the party in Dallas last week, which was awesome. Um, so I want to say thank you to them. Um, and here we go. Let's jump into this and talk about, man, what is going on with the 49ers in this Packers game because there's a lot to jump into. There's a lot of history between these franchises. The quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, could have picked them, didn't pick them, all those things. And I'm even wearing my Super Bowl 16 kind of whatever, toboggan, whatever. It's freezing cold out here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, I went back. I love this hat, uh, the old retro pay respects to the older teams. The Super Bowl 16, I think, could paint a picture for what this year could be, right? You go back to the 1981 season, you end up winning the championship against the Bengals, which the Bengals are still in the playoffs. Um, we already have one win over them in overtime this year. But also in that year, you beat the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. That was huge, right? Uh, we've the, the catch itself, the 40th anniversary was just a week ago, all those things. But even in that year, you also had a win over the Green Bay Packers, which the 49ers do not have currently. Uh, they lost to them in week three, but you can make all of that right with a win here and get to another NFC championship. Now, if we look at what the Packers have done, it's been a long time since we've seen them. And one of the longest NFL seasons, it actually, in fact, is the longest NFL season this year. And it felt as such. The 49ers going on this crazy journey up and down, you know, two and four, three and five to winning, you know, six of their last eight, uh, winning on the road in the playoffs. And now you go to the number one seed at Lambeau Field and it's like two degrees outside. Now, if you look at the Packers, they're 13-4. and four. They locked up the, the number one seed in the NFC a week early. So they've essentially had two full weeks off. Now, they're a very, very good football team, obviously. The record would indicate as such. Aaron Rodgers is about to win his fourth MVP. He's already got three, about to win fourth, and he deserves it with what he's done on the field. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy, but if you just look at the numbers and what he's been able to accomplish this year, I think that he does deserve it. Now, the Packers are the ninth team in total DVOA, which measures efficiency, offense, defense, special teams, all those things. Uh, the 49ers are currently sixth. And so if, if there's metrics that you can kind of pick apart, and we'll play with some of these here in a minute, that show how good the 49ers and Packers are. And guess what? Like, they're both final eight teams, rightfully so. They're both very, very good football teams. Now, the wins, if we start at the earliest part of the season, there's a lot of them. Um, they beat the Lions by 18. They won at 
at Santa Clara by two against the 49ers week three. They beat the Steelers by 10. Beat the Bengals in overtime in Cincinnati by three. Beat the Bears it by 10. Washington football team 14. Won at Arizona by three. Beat the Seahawks by 17. Rams by eight. Bears by 15 again. At Baltimore, they won by one point, And then they destroyed the Vikings by 27 points. Now, their losses, there's only four. They lost at New Orleans by 35 points. And that was week one when the game was like in Tampa. It was a weird thing. Um, they lost to the Chiefs at Kansas City by six. At the Vikings by three. And at the Lions the last game of the season by seven when they benched most of their starters. And so, like again, if you pay attention just to their losses, this team's undefeated at home. They haven't lost all year. All year. And that's one of the things that happens whenever you have such a good quarterback. You have such a good fan base. I really do respect the Packers fan base. Some of the best fans. Every year when we do the draft, um, Packers fans, usually I kind of seek them out and try to talk to them because they're not a hot take crowd. They're along for the ride and whatever else. Um, I, I really do generally enjoy them. Now, if we look at the history of this matchup, just between the 49ers and the Packers, the Packers actually lead this one pretty big. It's one of the most lopsided victories, um, win-loss totals, against the 49ers of any franchise. The Packers have won 38, 49ers have won 21 in one tie. But they're 4-4 four and four against each other in the postseason. However, since Aaron Rodgers has taken over as quarterback, the 49ers have won the last three matchups. So Aaron Rodgers 0-3 versus the Packers um, since he's taken over as quarterback. He's never beat us. 0-3 uh, against the 49ers. He's never beat the 49ers in the playoffs. And this was his favorite team growing up. He was very upset and bitter that we didn't draft him number one in the 2005 draft. Instead, took Alex Smith. He's made that very well known, even telling Jed York, you should have picked me several times over. And so I, I think it's a big deal for him. And with all of his accomplishments, he only has one Super Bowl. I do believe that he is one of the best quarterbacks and most talented quarterbacks of all time. But the fact that he's been this good with four MVPs and only one Super Bowl to show for it, definitely not the greatest situation. And if you look at the offseason, he wanted out, like, you know, threatening retirement and all that stuff and says, oh, I'll come back for one more year. Him and Devontae Adams share the last dance picture. Well, things are going so good now they might come back. 49ers might have something to say with that. You beat Aaron Rodgers, knock him out of the playoffs in the divisional round. I don't know. He's kind of one of those guys that's going to cause issues if things don't go his way. And his way definitely does not include losing in the divisional round whenever you're the number one seed um, in the NFC. Now, let, let's jump to the other side of the ball. Let's, let's talk about the defense of the Packers for a second. They're good, but they're not great. They're 22nd in DVOA as a total defense, which is not great, but they're very fundamentally sound. Okay, listen to some of these ranks, and this is out of the top 32 teams in the NFL. Second fewest missed tackles. They do their job. Third fewest penalty yards. They don't make mistakes. Fourth fewest rush attempts. They get ahead early and force teams to throw the ball. Fourth fewest penalties called. Again, almost the antithesis of the Dallas Cowboys we saw last week. Fifth in yards per pass. Sixth in interceptions. They have 18 interceptions. Seventh in rush touchdowns allowed. Seventh fourth down percentage. Eighth in total turnovers with 26 total. And again, if you want to see one common commonality between a winning record and a losing record, it's turnover ratio. 
and these guys are as good as it gets. Their defense forces a lot of turnovers, 26, and when we get to the offense here in a minute, you'll see they protect the ball. They don't beat themselves. If you're going to beat the Packers, you got to beat them. Uh, they're not having, what was it, 14 or 17 penalties against them like the Cowboys did and seven pre-snap penalties. That's not happening with this team. Ninth in total yards, 10th in passing yards. Weaknesses. And I, I do think that there are some glaring weaknesses here. They are 31st in the NFL out of 32 teams, so second to dead last, in tackles for losses allowed. 53. Now, to put that into perspective, the 49ers lead the entire NFL in this defensive category with 98. But if you go back to week three, the 49ers weren't doing this. They only had one tackle for loss. That's something that's got to change. You've got to get them out of the Packers offense. Or, or sorry, the Packers defense. You, you've got to make sure the 49ers offense stays ahead of the chains. You don't need Jimmy Garoppolo in third and long. You don't. You have to have Jimmy Garoppolo in manageable uh, situations. Now, I do understand Jimmy and the Juwan Jennings connection the last few weeks has been on fire in third and long, but you don't want to depend on that. Um, you've got to get in more manageable situations where you can have the possibility of run, play action, all those things. Because anytime Jimmy Garoppolo gets in a predictable situation where everybody knows he's going to throw it, everybody holds their breath. Now back to this uh, Packers defense. They are 30th in the NFL, third worst, and yards per rush allowed. This is where the 49ers can take advantage. Run the ball. Run the ball. And we know that this is the Kyle Shanahan metric. You can go back to the 2019 NFC Championship where you just ran the ball down their throats. Now, if you go back to week three, and one of the main reasons why the 49ers didn't have as much success on the ground, they only ran the ball 21 times, Trey Sermon was their starting running back. He rushed 10 times for 31 yards. That's not getting it done. We didn't have Elijah Mitchell. Debo wasn't running the ball as a running back. That's going to change dramatically. So the defensive playbook that Green Bay used in week three, you got to chunk that out. This is a completely different offense, the 49ers offense we're talking about. 26th in passing touchdowns allowed. You can beat them through the air. Now that's huge. Because Jimmy Garoppolo has not been good in the red zone of late. They're running for touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo has been negative in the touchdown-to-interception ratio in three consecutive games. Three consecutive games he has had more interceptions than touchdowns. Not tied, and I'm talking about a per-game basis. That's one of my keys to victory. Jimmy Garoppolo has to just be even. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, I'm okay with that. One touchdown, one interception, good with that. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. You cannot be negative. Jimmy can't cost this team the game. I know versus the Cowboys and the Rams, you know, he had those two good quarters or the good overtime, and he was able to, you know, whether start hot or finish hot. And that's kind of who Jimmy, Jimmy hasn't had a complete game once this year, the entirety of the year. And I'm not calling for Jimmy that Jimmy has to be perfect to win. I don't I don't believe that. I just think we need three quarters. <laughs> Give me three good quarters, Jimmy. You take one bad quarter wherever you want to put that. Hopefully not the fourth quarter. Um, but that's kind of been Jimmy's MO in the playoffs. Now, he's had three playoff wins. You could include the Super Bowl, so four total playoff games. He has the lowest fourth quarter passer rating in the history of the NFL. And let me say that again. Jimmy Garoppolo currently has the lowest fourth quarter passer rating in the history of the NFL in playoff performances ever, 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 forever, forever, forever. 
That's got to change. You cannot lay duds week after week in the fourth quarter. Now, and I understand, definitely didn't lay a dud against the Rams. We've got to see that again. Now, let's jump to Aaron Rodgers and this offense and what they do. They're second in DVOA, which again, they protect the ball. The best, the fewest turnovers in the entire NFL for any offensive franchise. They have 13 turnovers. They're first in drops. They catch everything. They're first and fewest interceptions, only seven. Fourth in fumbles, six. They don't beat themselves. You can see the way in which this team continues to show up in the win column, and a lot of those games are close, like the 49ers. They won by two points. But what happens is they just stay on point. They stay on plan. They don't beat themselves, and they allow teams to make mistakes, and they catch back up. And when that happens, they capitalize. Fourth in yards after the catch, fourth in passing touchdowns, 39. 39 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's historic good. Um, sixth in passing yards, seventh in first downs. Sorry, sixth in yards per pass. So they're very, very effective. They're just efficient. Everything about it. Again, DVOA, that, that explains that. Seventh in first downs, eighth in total passing yards, tenth in points, tenth in total yards. What are they bad at? Not much. Their lowest categories that I could find, again, out of 32 teams, 21st in rush touchdowns. They get in the red zone, they're going to throw the ball. They keep that ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands because he protects it. 20th in yards per rush. That's key. If you're the 49ers defense and you want to win this game, you have to stop them from running the ball. you got to force Aaron Rodgers in third and long, and then you got to make him uncomfortable and get hits on the quarterback. Hey, go back to the NFC Championship game in 2019. Completely different teams on both sides. A lot of the same personnel, but both teams, I think, are different, quite different. You have to hit the quarterback. is going to be important for that. I fully expect Bosa to play, um, but he, he's got to show up. It's not good enough to play. He's got to have a game, and it's not... Bosa just keeps getting double team, triple team. No, no, no. Bosa has to get hits on Aaron Rodgers, point blank, period, for the 49ers to win. Those have to happen. Now, let's jump over real quick word for my sponsor, uh, my bookie. Appreciate them so much. All the support for several years of this podcast. Um, just want to say thank you to them. Head to mybookie.ag. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Use promo code 49ERS and they're going to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. And what better week? This is such a great week to bet. Okay, the wild card week's over. They call it wild card for a reason. It usually gets crazy. Now we're in the divisional. We've got the eight best teams. There's a lot more predictability with what's going on. Now, if you head over to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, I put all my bets up there, but I'm going to share my teaser bet for you guys. I did a three-team teaser, three-team plus 10. So these three things have to happen. I love it. It's going to make your weekend way more enjoyable. I'm taking the 49ers plus 16 points. Now, again, whenever I'm recording this, uh, really early in the morning, um, on a Friday, the 49ers are six-point underdogs. Now, again, with the way the teaser works, you get 10 points added to that. So 49ers can lose, but not by more than 16 points. I just don't see that. Bengals, I'm taking Bengals over Titans, 13.5 points. You get additional on that. And then I'm taking the Bills plus 12.5 versus the Chiefs. That's probably the one I'm most concerned about. But 12.5 points, that's a lot of points. And I think the Bills are actually better than the Chiefs as long as Josh Allen doesn't put up a donut. Bet 10 to win 8. And I'm also taking the 49ers plus 7.5. I bought a point and a half. Um, Again, you give me a full touchdown, this 49ers team, the way they're playing right now, even if Jimmy has a bad game, I think we claw back into it. So I've got a few other bets up if you want to go check those out on Patreon. Now let's jump to the way I see this game going. I'm going to paint this in two different lights. The 49ers win if, the 49ers lose if. Okay, it's somewhat difficult to predict, especially with Avery Thomas. I do think that he plays, but the the knee bruise, that's definitely Jimmy Garoppolo, his thumb and shoulder. Like those are some issues as well. It doesn't seem to affect his throwing at all, though. If you watch Jimmy Garoppolo the last three weeks since he's been injured and you go back and watch him at any point in his entirety of his career, you're going to see the exact same mistakes, exact same decision process, exact same release. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying he's not injured. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, does it affect? Does it hurt every time he throws it? Sure. But has that caused his interceptions and things? Absolutely not. It's the same Jimmy. It's the same Jimmy. And I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying there's no difference between Jimmy now and Jimmy last year, two years ago, three years ago. He's the same guy. Whenever he gets hot, he's hot. And whenever he does it, eh, it gets weird. Now, the Packers special teams, and I think that this is huge. The 49ers special teams is awful. It's so bad. Hightower should be fired on the spot immediately, promote somebody within, have some type of accountability. They just keep costing you and making games closer than they should. But even as bad as the 49ers are, they're 26 in special teams DVOA. Green Bay is 32nd. 
Green Bay is the worst special teams in the entire NFL in several categories. That's going to play a role because the 49ers have struggled mightily, I might add, and allowed teams to get back into games that they shouldn't be in because of special teams. I don't think that happens this week. Now, things that are different now for the 49ers and Packers than week three. It's been a while. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a long season. For the Packers, David Bakhtiari, their all-pro left tackle, second-highest-paid left tackle in the NFL behind Trent Williams. He's going to be active. He's questionable. It's his first game back. We'll see how he goes, but he is still very, very quality player. A.J. Dillon, their running back that they overdrafted, 250-pound, big old boy. He is now balling out. Um, he was not at that stage in Week 3. And the Packers don't have Robert Tunyon. You know, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets of favorite people He's been on IR. He's not playing. The 49ers have a long list of things that have changed dramatically from week three. First off, Elijah Mitchell's playing. He was injured. Um, Trey Sermon was the lead starter and leading carry. Went 10 for 31 yards, as I said earlier. That's not Elijah Mitchell numbers. Debo also carrying the ball as a running back down. You know, Debo had two carries for zero yards. And they asked him about it at the press conference. He got pissed. Uh, pissed off Debo is not a bad thing. But, uh, yeah, he got, he got mad at some reporters. You go back and watch it. Uh, he definitely was not happy about that. Um, Ayuka Juwan Jennings. They were in the doghouse, quote-unquote. Uh, Juwan Jennings got three snaps week three. Ayuk is now fully integrated into the game plan when the primary receivers. And Juwan Jennings has been on fire. Tom Compton is starting. Who would have guessed this would be in my podcast show notes? He's so much better than Mike McGlinchey in every way. It's not even close. When Compton first started starting, you know, he had those rough, you know, a couple bad plays a game. And he's going to have his hands full. Don't get me wrong. The Packers' pass rush is really, really good. Zadari Smith looks like he could be back as well. Like, they're good. They're, they're very good. But Compton has been unreal. Um, compared to Mike McGlinchey. And so that's a huge improvement. Drake Greenlaw's back. He went playing week three. And he's playing with a purpose. So Fred Warner, Aziz, and Drake Greenlaw. Marcel Harris started week three. There's a big difference between Marcel Harris and Drake Greenlaw. Josh Norman isn't starting anymore. I probably should have started with this. Uh, the starting corners in week three were Demo on the outside and Josh Norman. Now, Demo got replaced by number 27, um, both Norman and Demo gave up touchdowns early. Neither one of them looked good at all. Um, now we have Emmanuel Mosley. And actually, Mosley did get some playing time as well uh, week one. Uh, but anyway, Tart is playing much better now. Tart had probably his worst game of the year in week three. And a lot of that was Aaron Rodgers was picking on him and going right at him. A lot of his first reads. Tart had four missed tackles week three. He's playing very, very well. Some of his best ball of his career. So excited to see that. And the defense is now the best in the NFL for the 49ers. I don't even think it's debatable. And especially of the eight teams that are left. There's no doubt 49ers have the best defense that's left in the NFL that's still in the playoffs. And, again, go back to week three. Packers had 353 total yards and scored 30 points. When was the last time that happened for the 49ers? Well, the 49ers have not allowed a 30-point game in its last seven. The last time it happened was against Seattle. And the 49ers have not allowed 350 yards or more in their last six games. Um, that last time was the overtime game against the Bengals. So our defense is very, very vastly improved on that. And very, like, 
it's not going to be an easy game for Aaron Rodgers. And I know everybody's like, oh, they're healthy. They've had their bye weeks. And I think that is important. But it's not like they're just going to come in and just open up a can. I just I cannot see that happening with how gritty this team is. Even when the 49ers fall in deficit 17-0, you know, on the road at the end of the second quarter, still come back and find a way to win the game. So how do the 49ers win? All right, this is kind of probably why you're here. The 49ers win if, reason number one, Jimmy is just even in touchdowns and interceptions. I alluded to this earlier. Three straight games with more interceptions than touchdowns. Has not had a four four quarter game all year. And we don't need him to. We don't need him to be perfect. Just give us three good quarters. <laughs> three good quarters. Now, Jimmy had an interception and a fumble loss in week three. Got to protect the ball better. Sacked four times. So you can have one of those things. Can't have all three of those things. Can't get sacked that many times. Can't fumble it and lose it. Can't throw an interception. So you, you can do two of those things. Can't do all those things. You got to run the ball early and often. You know, you go back to week three, 21 rush attempts for the 49ers. That's not it. We all know that's not it. But Shanahan didn't have a running back that he trusted or that was efficient. And Trey Sermon, eventually Trey Sermon will get there, but he wasn't there in week three. I want 30 rush attempts. Game plan should be 2019 NFC Championship. Run the ball till they stop it. This was, That was Raheem Mostert's coming out game, right? Where he had like 200 plus yards and four touchdowns. Now, it's not going to be one guy. Elisha Mitchell's going to get the most carries. But I want Elijah Mitchell to have 22 carries. I want Debo to have eight carries. And then I want Juice to get one or two. I want Jimmy to get a sneak or two. I want to end around to Ayuk or Kittle. That's what I want it to look like, right? Um, and so it's not just going to be Mostert going crazy, obviously, or one player going crazy. I think it's going to take several different players. Um, now, to win, you really need Ambry Thomas and Bosa to play. And one of those guys are out. That's where it starts to get like, ah, that's going to be bad. I fully expect both of them to play. And Devontae Adams, he's going to get his. Everybody's like, oh, you got to stop him. You're not stopping Devontae Adams, period. You can't let the other people beat you as well. And the 49ers had a problem with this. Marquez Valdez-Scantley, one of the fastest, tallest, deep threats in the NFL. Don't let him go off. He might get one. Don't let him get two deep shots against us. Don't do that. Alan Lazard. At Iowa State, you can't let him beat you on third down. He's there, Jawan Jennings. Can't let him do it. So you got to stop MVS from deep plays, and you got to stop Lazard on third downs. Devontae's going to get his. I'm not saying leave him open or whatever else, but I, even if you double-teamed him with the safety over the top, he's still going to get catches. Like the Rodgers to Adams connection's that damn good. Now let's look at this flip side. 49ers lose if the Packers establish the run. No team's been able to do this against the 49ers. But if the Packers start running the ball effectively and keep our defense out there long-term, that's bad news. The 49ers have the best run defense in the NFL. They have not allowed over 100 rush yards in one game in the past eight. That's it. And only once has that happened in the last 11. That was a Seattle game again. But stopping the run is key. Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't get hit, they win this game. We had 14 hits on Stafford against the Rams. We had 13 on Dak. I'm looking for 10-plus hits. You have to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, preferably Bosa. I'll take sacks from anybody, but a Bosa sack is different than an Armstead sack or an Arden Key sack. It's just different because when Bosa does anything positive, everything, just everybody heightens their play. He's an energy player. That's who he is. 
I mean, he's he's that damn good. And I'll take sacks anywhere, but a Bosa sack or a Bosa quarterback hit, that's like plus two because everybody feeds off that. He's the leader of the D-line and one of the leaders of the defense. When Bosa's cooking, this defense is a whole nother level. Again, Jimmy can only he can't go absent for a half. If he goes absent for a half, I think the 49ers lose this game. Three good quarters. He needs three good quarters. Um, again, he, anyway, um, I really believe this matchup, and I've been saying this for a long time. You know, when the playoffs happen, I said I want the Cowboys and I, or I want the Packers. Those are the best two matchups for the 49ers. I think third best is Rams. And here we are. You had the, the Cowboys week one, wild card week. Now you got the Packers. It's a 50% possibility if you win this game that you do get the Rams again. And I fully expect the Rams to beat the Bucks, but I ain't betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I just didn't want to play. That's why I left that one off my uh, teaser. But the fact that the 49ers are getting these great matchups, they have the opportunity to be successful. I really do think that they can do this. And so I'll say this. I have the 49ers winning. And, you know, again, I think the way that they win in late in the fourth quarter or overtime is the exact same way they beat the Rams and the exact same way they beat the Cowboys. Defense is going to be on the field. You go back to week three. Jimmy Garoppolo delivered and got us the lead with like one minute left. And what happened was Rodgers and Devontae Adams went straight downfield with ease, kicked a field goal, game over. Why not fix the wrongs that were created in week three? We get the lead late, and I think they go down and get close to scoring, but the defense holds again, just like the Ambry Thomas interception in the playoff, or in overtime against the Rams. And just like Dak being dumb and not understanding awareness, you're not getting a gift like that from Aaron Rodgers. But I think the 49ers win 27-23, to 23 and we move on. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun game. But hopefully you guys enjoy this. I'm freezing my tail end off. And, man, let's go 49ers. And as always, we'll be live after the game on my cell phone, wherever we are on the mountain or whatever, we'll be going live. So come join us for that. Appreciate you guys as always. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.